But I think if you can be true to um, where you're at on that change journey mm. and modelling for your teams quite authentically where you're at. So although the leaders of a team need to help their people manage through the change, um, you know, unfreeze old behaviours, um, understand why uh, the, the change is taking place and particularly what their role is, um, probably the biggest thing people leaders can do is make the change relevant. Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another People Leaders podcast. I want to introduce you to our newest member of the team, Virginia Thompson. Uh, Virginia has worked in, you know, corporate um, facilitation, uh, consulting, and also executive coach for the last, you know, 15 years. Uh, We know her as a master coach, as well as someone who has a really key ability to manage large-scale change. Um, We've worked with Virginia on a number of large um, transformational programs, and we are just so excited to have her. So welcome, VT. Yay. (laughs) Good to be here, Jen. (laughs) So (coughs) when I introduced you, you I said, you know, we just think you are such a good coach because you get to the source of a problem and you like exploring and one of the things that I know you do really well is you help employees connect to strategy and purpose really well and on other podcasts we say that this is such an important skill for a people leader so is there anything else that you would want people to know about you look I um Firstly, um, thank you for, um, for spending the time with me today. Um, look, I, as you know, I love what I do. I think that's core to being good at what you do. So I'm kind of working in my purpose um, all the time. Um, and I think that I, I, I really enjoy looking at the emotional contract that goes on and to your point about connection, we are forming emotional contracts with people, with organisations, with each other all the time. And um, obviously we've worked on that in the, in the past, but that concept of, you know, people that we deal with have got a little check and balance going on the whole time in the way they interact with That's That's how humans, how we operate. So, um, yeah, keeping keeping that front of mind and, and, and being in, you know, in the work that I love to do. So very blessed. Yeah. I hear you. (laughs) So what I wanted to do now is kind of like draw back the curtain Mm -hmm. because we know you as being... I know, doesn't it? Yeah, like I've seen you in action as far as coaching and group coaching, uh, you know, situations. And I wanted for people to get a sense of what you have noticed there to be as far as because you have... Uh, coached a lot of um, C-suite and senior executives and people with a lot of influence. Can you perhaps share with us, have you found that there'd be a common theme of problems that they're trying to solve or is there anything that you could share with us about that that would be willing, you know, that we could actually gain some insight? Mm -hmm. Look, great, great question, Jan. Look, I think that executives and, and all people leaders for that matter, um, the time 
get out of the busy and get out of being busy and stop and reflect and really get back to what matters, yeah. what the outcomes are that we're looking to achieve, um, you know, is is sometimes a luxury. So holding that space for, for, for smart individuals um, to take the time um, is, is really important. And some of the coaching that, um, and, and as you know, some of the coaching that we do, you know, that's the only time in their week that they're given that space. So it's really holding the space for people, uh, um, you know, to, to connect in about what's important and what they're committed to. And sometimes it's about holding that mirror up and going on that journey with them, um, you know, walking side by side. So, um, yeah, I think that that's a sort of a common thread that, that particularly in executive coaching, um, where life is frantic and there is demands, you know, there is demands um, from, all, from all quarters. Um, and look, and that's not just reserved for executives. I think all of us play multiple roles and just keeping clear on what's important, what am I trying to achieve, and therefore what do I need to do next? Um, coaching provides that space. Do you find that a lot of the people that you coach have a clear idea about what they want, or is this part of the co- the un you know veiling and you know like questioning them to get clear? I think uh, a lot of people will come to coaching. Actually, rewind. Some people come to coaching because they're sent. Some people come to coaching because they absolutely seek it out and want it and then you get everything in between. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get until you start. What I would say, though, is you need to make sure that chemistry is right Mm. and in that initial discussion with people to say, is is coaching and is our coaching relationship going to work for them, that's where you start to uncover what is it that they think that they're going to get from coaching. Um, And that, that, that ranges from, you know, I really want to make some change in my life to I just want to be the best I can be, to there's something really specific that I think is that is that is holding holding me back in terms of effectiveness. So it's a gamut. Okay, so for people, especially people leaders who are listening to that, what could what could you share with them around some strategies or interventions that you've coached people with, especially over the last, you know, like couple of weeks or a couple of months because mm. I know that you have you do with such a range of work mm. that you have found to be really useful well if I think about the next couple of months um the as you know I do a lot of work in change uh, and organizations that are going through change um and you know if there was a common theme that um, pops up in in coaching whether it be individual or group coaching um it, it would be um we underestimate the effort, um, the effort that change takes. Mm. Um, and particularly when managing change, what we want is to be able to have the, the change that we're involved in um, give the business, ben- the business benefit that start, that kick the change off. And sometimes we lose sight of that because we get lost in the activity. So from a coaching perspective, helping people anchor back to what is this change all about right. and then particularly humans are messy. Mm. Human beings, you know, we, 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 we look at a change plan, we look at a project plan, that's just a construct. Then we get into the reality of making change and all that comes up for people, the discomfort around change. So I think about a coaching session the other day, just reminding that, reminding that executive that validating the discomfort Acknowledging the discomfort that he was feeling as much as his people was, was feeling made him really accessible to his people and went, okay, if he's uncomfortable, then it's okay to feel this way. So 
um, from a change perspective, I think that making sure uh, in our coaching sessions that we come back to those first, some of those first principles around what makes for successful change in organisations. And it starts with really understanding how humans behave in change. And change is not about systems and processes, it's actually about behaviours. Right. So for a, a people leader who is going through a lot of change and is being uncomfortable, and so they're experiencing that, how do they bridge that with their team? So what could they be doing to either share that, so to make themselves you know, more connected with the people who are going through the change? Or how can they accommodate their team who is also going through that, that change? Yeah, good. That's a, that's a good question. So, um, you know, authenticity is a word that mm. gets batting around all the time. Mm. Um, but I think if you can be true to um, where you're at on that change journey mm. and modelling for your teams quite authentically where you're at. So... Although the leaders of a team need to help their people manage through the change, um, you know, unfreeze old behaviours, um, understand why uh, the, the change is taking place and particularly what their role is, um, probably the biggest thing people leaders can do is make the change relevant. Right, yeah. What is right. changing? What yes. isn't changing? Yes. What is the impact on me? So, you know, you always want to start with the why, mm. get everybody in the bus. But I tell you what, Jan, until that change is felt and I can actually see I need to do something different, mm. I need to new, use a new system or I have to let go of an old process or I have to deal with a new boss, it's in that moment that the change is real. Right. Up until that point, we've been talking about what's going to happen. Yes. When we get into that point, yeah. that is that's where people leaders really come into their own because mm. all of a sudden we're in the messiness yes. of the feelings of change and what now is expected of me. Okay, so we set them up by saying that this is going to change and then so how do we, so if I'm a people leader, do I say that in a meeting? Do I hold a workshop? Like what could I do? You say it, you write it. So there's a myriad <laughs> yeah, of ways. Right, yeah. So, you know, being clear on what the change is, why it's important, how that change is going to happen, what that means for me. And, you know, there's that old, you know, that, that expression that, you know, you have to keep communicating, you have to keep listening. So depending upon how long, um, you know, your change journey is, um, it's not a one shot in the arm. Well, mm. oh, good, we've, we've, we've let everyone know what we're doing and why we're doing it. And, of course, everyone's on the bus. Um, so it's the consistency. Uh, it's the dealing with the problems that will come along the way because if one thing we are absolutely sure of is that expect the unexpected. Mm. Um, so, And it's how you respond when things don't go as we thought they would mm -hmm. that people, that from a people leader perspective, you want to have the skills and the tools to be able to do with that. Deal with that. Okay, great. So if we talked about the, so if we're going to talk about what are the, some of those skills that a people leader needs in order to um, manage that, what would you say they are? What would they need to have? Uh, I um, I think that what you need to be able to do with your teams um, is to notice, really notice. Uh, the reality of the change that's that's going on and how people are faring in that. So, um, and that 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 requires you to observe. It requires you to ask a lot of questions. 
Um, it requires you sometimes to listen to stuff that you don't want to listen to. You, you know, you want to hear that things are going okay. Mm. And when they're not, that's the time that you really need to say, tell me more about that. Find out what is really the truth of a situation because you can't then correct, you can't change it, you know, choose a different course of action until you've actually understood, uh, you know, what's really going on. Um, and, you know, sometimes means more work. It sometimes means going back to design a process, which, you know, if we've got a change plan and we're trucking along and ticking it off, do we really want to go there? Tell you what, if you don't, it'll come back to bite you. Mm. Um, so noticing, listening, asking questions, checking in, and probably the, the, the change will be most successful if you're really engaging and involving people in that change. And that doesn't mean that the change, you know, I've worked with organisations where people are doing themselves out of a job. So that's a difficult change to, to, to right, be involved yes, in, yes. but they're giving their all yes. in the process. So it is actually, you know, it sounds counterintuitive, um, but they're committed to that process. So, um, you know, as a, as a people leader, um, yeah, being, being, uh, I think being conscious that, that the change is kind of unsettling for some. Mm. Um, if you gloss over it, you, you know, at the end of the day, people, you, you put in place um, opportunities to test how much are people on the bus um, and you need to notice when they're not. Okay, so what would be an opportunity? So how would I do that? Oh, so recent one, um, <laughs> recent one. So uh, we were making a management change and we had a leadership team, yes, 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 and we get to the structure and we get to the designing of the, the role descriptions. Um, one manager really wants to hold on to the old title. Right. We get into, but we're moving forward. The business is the two, the two areas are coming together. Really wants to hold on to the old title. So what had the executive had not appreciated is what was the loss and the fear that was going on for that individual to the point now where, you know, that individual may actually end up leading the business, which would be a real shame. But it really underestimated the sense of loss that was going to be attached for that, for that manager. So how could they have circumvented that? Yes, they're spending and spending more time. The warning signs were there, so I could walk right. in and I could see the smoke. Right. Um, but you know, in the in the in the desire to just keep on trucking and right. just keep keep pushing, and this is what I'm saying, it will come back to bite you. Um, is actually stopping and really unraveling what was the what was the fear for that particular individual, and sometimes you can deal you can deal with it. And sometimes you can't. Mm. So then, you know, you make a different call. If that's not if that's not something that you can actually do to help that individual get over the line, um, then you're going to make a different decision. But but taking more time up front, um, and this is and this is an important in this particular instance. This is an important person in that change process. Um, so, you know, more time up front, really notice the, the signs of am I with you? Am I not with you? Right. Okay. So. We were just so talking about that transformational change. However, the change that we experience now is going to be the slowest change that anyone is ever going to experience because it's just going to keep on getting faster, yeah? So how do we brace ourselves or how do we start to manage that personally from a people leader's perspective and then for their team? How would you kind of like galvanise them or set them up for success? Uh, look, I think a couple of things are really important. Your own personal resilience. Mm. Um, I think understanding yourself in change um, and what your triggers are. Um, having some real sort of behavioural flexibility as a people leader. 
because, you know, people respond differently. So having enough flexibility to deal with um, the different reactions that you get mm. um, uh, is important. Um, and, and also, this is going to sound counterintuitive, but there's a, um, there's a lightness to which, um, you know, we can bring to our work. Yes, yes, yes. You know, okay, we're changing systems. No one is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, it might be, you know, it'll put us back two weeks. It might cost us, you know, 20 grand. Um, so putting things in perspective for right, people is right, important. Right. Um, you know, I'm sure some of my clients will hate to hear me say that. But, yeah, you know, approaching, having perspective about what this change is and what it means um, is also important for people leaders because it can become all-consuming. So, Checking in with your own sense of perspective, I think, is, is, is really important, particularly as, you know, change is all around us all the time, you mm. know, in everything that we do. And some, some of it, we're, we're, we jump on the bus and we love and, and, and other stuff, you know, including me as well, you know, I'm drag kicking and screaming because mm. I've got no choice. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And so as far as a team is concerned, how do you think a people leader could... Um, yeah, I suppose, support their team in change from a, a really practical, like I don't have much of a budget for it, but how can I just ensure that they are you yep. know, capable? Yeah, give them a voice, Right. get them involved, um, keep reinforcing what's not changing mm -hmm. so that there's some security in there, understand what their hot buttons are. Um, and then I think... You know, genuinely, people like to be let in. They like to feel that they're in the tent. So mm. if there's information that you can share, mm. things that are coming up, um, you know, simply simply sharing as a people leader, you know more than they mm. often. Mm. Sharing that, you know, being quite generous with what you know. Now, obviously, there's a fine line between freaking people out yeah. <laughs> with, 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 with um, the things that are coming that we don't want them to, you know, worry unnecessarily about, but... But bringing people in the tent and treating them like grown-ups, it's mm, amazing, mm, mm. you know, how how much people can actually, when they understand why they are involved. There's an old expression that, you know, often people don't mind change. They don't like being changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so sort of giving that context um, involvement and and people surprise you. Mm. You know, having faith in individuals I think is something that, you know, in, in sort of this day and age, particularly as we want to be agile, want to move with speed, um, we need to provide people that space to be a bit creative about how they solve problems. Right. Um, you know, rather than I think the, the, the other thing um, that I would suggest is at the end of the day, it's substance over form. So what do I mean by that? You know, I'll give you a good example. A stakeholder map is just a list of names of people that you're important, that you think is important. That's form. Substance is, I've actually spoken to them. I know what the hot buttons are. I know what they think. And, in fact, my team does too. Right. Yeah, fantastic. So if we were to, if, or if you were to share the best advice or, you know, like a piece of advice that uh, a people leader who is going through change could use, how, you know, like how could you sum that up? You know, what's the best piece of advice you think you could share with them? Um, look, um, gosh, my mind is going all over the place, I know. Jane, because there is just so much, that's a, such a loaded question. Um, so if I bring it back to, you know, 
where do I find, spend time coaching? Yeah. You know, the, what are the common things? I think that it would be living with ambiguity, mm-hmm. helping people live in ambiguity and helping leaders understand that, um, you know, ambiguity, we, we, our brains have a, have a need for certainty. Mm-hmm. We like, you know, we know the David Rock model and scarf. You know, and our brains, our, we are we are wired to look for certainty. Our world is very ambiguous and changing. So, um, you know, learning how to help people in times of ambiguity, um, I think probably would be one of the biggest, um, you know, uh, just, just concepts to kind of hang on to. And that requires a whole lot of skills. It requires interpersonal skills. It requires checking with yourself. But, you know, not pretending constancy and certainty is is something that that we can grab onto very often yeah or is the desired or is the desired state i mean organizations you know whether it be you're changing because you've got huge growth plans or whether it be changing because you know things aren't great and you've got to shrink to survive or whether it be you know you, you you're really reinventing yourself for your customers i mean that all brings ambiguity um which some of us kind of love yes you know yes. the possibility the sense of possibility you ensure it <laughs> yeah 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 so so being okay for yourself to live in ambiguity and watching what happens for you and then and then having some skills and strategies to uh, to allow that um i suppose to you know to 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 know that life is ambiguous and, and particularly in times of change mm. so um we search for certainty um we need to learn to live in the gray right Okay, so is there anything else that you would want to share with people listening today? Uh, look, um, on change or in coaching, what, what, where would you like me to go? Oh, there's so many possibilities, BT, because you've got such a wealth of information and knowledge. Yeah, whatever comes up for you. I think on the coaching side of things um, is for coaches who might be listening to this or those of us who are coaching practitioners, you know, it's a craft that you hone forevermore and and you know as individuals you know i've got two coaches so um as individuals we we are coachable ourselves Mm. so i think working on yourself and continuing to work on yourself is really important um and that's not just self-development and becoming better at what you do but also becoming a better human being for those that you know you you um that you interact with and I mean you know we talked earlier about purpose and you know I hope to I hope to leave people a little bit better for having had an interaction with me and that's kind of my purpose in a nutshell Mm. um and you know sometimes I'm absolutely in the zone and you know sometimes I have to remind myself that that's well I think you're spot on now (laughs) (laughs) um uh yeah so I think as a coach it is keep working on self um and then also you know continuing to hone your hone your craft um, and, you know, be interested in all that's going on around you and the stuff in neuroscience at the moment. And we know is, you know, finally we've got some data and scientific mm. evidence and a whole community and research that's backing up what we've known pretty much for a very, very long time. Mm. You know, we're emotional beings first. Mm. Um, that's what makes it so fascinating. We're messy. Yeah, we're messy. And the thing about this continuous learning, you know, yeah. this is what we've found to be the most um, effective leaders are those ones who are interested in themselves and also interested in others and, you know, they learn to be, you know, 
become masterful at that. And that's a great point, knowing how to be a learner again because mm. when you're expert at something or you are, you know, you've got me here, you know, learning, knowing how to drop back into learner mode. Mm. Yep, I've heard this before, but what new distinction can I make? How could I apply that differently? Um, I mean, I think that's something that, you know, I really work on for myself and I, you know, is how do I drop back into learner? Mm. Um, and some of my clients, I'll tell you what, Jan, you know, some of my clients have been my best teachers. Yes, 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 yes. That's you know, beautiful. I'm so grateful yes. for, for, for that. You know. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I've uh, picked up the other week was um, when people say, I know, just stop saying that because as soon as you know, <laughs> there's no opportunity to know something else. Yeah. So, yeah, the language yeah. that we use will. Thank you so much, VT. Oh, it's been That's a pleasure. Been, you know, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, insightful for all of us. So, you know, this week the opportunity is, you know, how can you live with a little bit of ambiguity and what do you actually need to do to create a sense of being, um, you know, like, uh, effective in that space, you know, knowing a little bit what's happening and how are you going to support your people in that. Uh, um, and just adding one little postscript is um, don't be afraid to use emotional language, mm. you know. This is uncomfortable. I can sense that, you know, you, you're kind of, you're not happy here or um, because at the end of the day it is validating at, at, at many different levels um, as a leader. So let's let's get back to some really... Because as you just said, language is so important. So let's let's validate the fact that you know eighty percent of our decisions, you know, if 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 all of that we now know in neuroscience, you know, our emotional brain is driving up to eighty percent of our decisions. It is in charge as opposed to you know our critical thinking faculty. So um, don't be afraid to use emotional language. It's you know it's, it's really powerful, and, and people go, you get me. Mm. Yeah. You can see that I'm slightly shitty. You get me, yeah, you know. That's right. I I'm, feel you. I am acknowledged. <laughs> yes. And yes, you are right. Yes. <laughs> Great. Great advice, BT. Okay, thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own leadership journey. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.